When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Hi there, this is Megan Mitchell with Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep, and I'm here today to go over three more practice questions. So this is often something that is requested by students. So today we're going to go through three questions. I'm going to show you how I would break them down and show you what the correct answer is. So practice questions are very important. Completing practice questions is just as important as studying content. So if you have not incorporated practice questions into your studying yet, you wanna make sure that you do that. And you wanna make sure that you're doing it often. Because when you get to test day, you're going to see many, many, many different types of questions, which include recall, application, and reasoning questions. So you wanna be familiar and comfortable completing practice questions. My advice is to read each question two times through. Why is this? It's because oftentimes we might be going fast in our first time reading through. The second time is really a chance to pick up or look for any details you missed the first time through. So if you know you're someone that goes quickly through questions, definitely spend that extra few seconds on the second time through and see if you missed anything. When you're doing practice questions, always ask yourself, what is this question asking? Is this a first question? Is this a most or best question? If you don't know what the question's asking, it's going to be incredibly difficult for you to be able to get that question correct. So that's where that synthesis, that critical thinking comes into place. So you really need to be able to take all that information they give you, understand what it's asking. Read all answer choices before selecting an answer. I know sometimes we wanna just say, oh, I know, I know this is the correct answer, and you just move on to the next one. But for this test, the answer choices, one word can make a difference. So read each answer choice before just jumping to a conclusion because you're going to wanna analyze all four of those answer choices. If you are not using this strategy yet, you definitely want to use process of elimination. Why? If you can get two answers eliminated and get down to two answers, you're going to have a 50% chance of getting that question correct. It's just going to make the process easier for you. It's going to make the process more efficient for you, and it's going to feel more manageable. So when you can eliminate two answers, um, it's going to be really helpful. So I always tell students, 
which ones are distractor answers or which ones do not directly answer the question. So when you can, eliminate two answer choices. Let's go ahead and jump into our first practice question. Practice question number one. A social work supervisor meets with a supervisee who shares that they are sexually attracted to a client they have been treating for several months. What should the social worker supervisor do first? A, discuss the need to co-treat the client while the supervisee works through this dilemma. B, process with the supervisee their feelings of attraction towards the client. C, help the social worker to end the therapeutic relationship with the client. Or D, discuss the need to report the supervisee to their state board for a boundary violation. So what is this question asking here? This is an ethics question. And note here, your role is the supervisor. So you are in charge of this clinician. What is the presenting problem? The supervisee is feeling some sort of sexual attraction to a client. What do we do first? Remember with first questions, you want to Eliminate ones you would never do, and then move into ordering the other answer choices. Some things you may do at a later time, but you need to find the starting point first. So when looking at this one, what is this question asking? When we are a supervisor and we have someone working under us that is having some sort of ethical dilemma, here it is that they are sexually attracted to a client, what do we do? we can start eliminating some answer choices. We want to eliminate answers that are too extreme. Answer choice D, discuss the need to report the supervisee to their state board for a boundary violation. There's nothing that needs to be reported to the state board yet. D is too extreme, you can go ahead and eliminate D. D is not correct. What else can we rule out at this point? We can rule out a, discuss the need to co-treat the client while the supervisee works through this dilemma. That's not the first thing we would do. We need more information first. So we're not just automatically going to say we're going to co-treat because you're having this ethical dilemma. That is happening too soon. A can be eliminated. We're down to answer choices B or C. What do we do? We don't have enough information yet to determine that the client must end this therapeutic relationship. So C is going to be eliminated because it's not what we would do first. We may do this at a later point, but we need more information. So C is out, which leads us with B, process with the supervisee their feelings of attraction towards the client as the correct answer. Why is this the correct answer? We don't know the severity of this attraction, right? So we need more information. We need to speak with this supervisee and we need to give them a safe space to process what's going on. So we wanna process, process this situation with them. We want to be able for them to see what values are at play here, what is going on? Is this a barrier for treating the client? And then from there, you can determine what to do next. But we don't have enough information yet to make a decision. First, we have to process these feelings and learn more information with the supervisee. 
be processed with the supervisee their feelings of attraction towards the client. We don't want to jump to conclusions, right? We just need to ask the supervisee to tell us more and tell us a little bit about what this attraction means. So B is the correct answer. So for this one, what's at play here? This is an ethical question. It's an ethical dilemma question, and it's asking you as a supervisor, what should you do? Practice question number two. A young man comes to see a social worker because he feels lost and would like the social worker to help with his problems. In order to best assist the client, the social worker should A, ask the client what he would like to see changed in his life. B, give the client some suggestions for addressing his problems. C, refer the client for an evaluation for depression. Or D, praise the client for coming to seek help. Okay, what is this question asking? We have a client coming in, he's feeling lost, and he'd like the social worker to help him. What do we do? What do we respond? So let's look at our answer choices here and let's start eliminating. We can go ahead and eliminate answer choice C, refer the client for an evaluation for depression. At this time, we don't have enough information that that would be the next step, right? He says he feels lost, but we don't have enough information to determine that he would need a depression evaluation. We would need more symptoms reported from the client. So C is out. That leaves us with answer choices A, B, and D. B is going to be eliminated. Give the client some suggestions for addressing his problems. Remember, when we're working in a therapeutic relationship with a client, we don't want to tell them what to do right? It's a collaborative process. We would come up with that treatment planning. We would goal set together. So just telling him ways he can address his problems is not best assisting the client. So B is out. C is out. We are between answer choices. A, ask the client what he would like to see changed in his life or praise the client for coming to seek help. This one can be tricky, but you got to see what is this question asking. It gives us information that he feels lost and would like help with his problems. We are going to go ahead and eliminate D, praise the client for coming to seek help, because this does not address his problem, right? D is something that would maybe be good practice to do, right? You know, you're making a first step in coming in, but does it address our client's problem? or the clues that the STEM gives us, no. So D is going to be eliminated, which leads us to A, ask the client what he would like to see changed in his life. That's going to best give us information on how we can help the client. It answers the problem that the client came to us for. He says he feels lost, he'd like help. Let's see what he means by that. Feeling lost could mean a lot of different things. So we need more information again at this point. So A is going to be the best answer choice given the clues that we have in this question stem. Remember, client comes in with a problem. We need to know what this means for that client. A is the correct answer choice here. Meet the client where they're at. Okay, our last question, question number three. A social worker may limit a client's self-determination when the client's actions 
A, poses serious and imminent risk to self or others according, according to the social worker's judgment. B, cause significant disruption or risk to the therapeutic process. C, result in legal actions such as arrests, fines, and or civil penalties. Or D, violate agency procedures and policies as established by the head of the agency. Go ahead, take a few moments to read this one. This is a very short question stem. If you're thinking, what is this asking? This is an ethics question. So we always want to respect the right to self-determination, but there are some instances where we do not have to do that. So go ahead, read these answer choices. When can we limit a client's right to self-determination? Of course, we always want to respect it, but there are some instances where we do not or cannot. So let's go ahead and start eliminating. First one I would eliminate is D, violate agency procedures and policies as established by the head of the agency. That's a distractor answer. There's nothing in the code of ethics, so we're putting on our code of ethics hat here, that would talk about agency policies and why that would lead to limiting a client's self-determination. So D does not get at the ethical dilemma um, that is at play here. D is a distractor. It does not answer the question. So D is out. Another one that we can eliminate is C, result in legal actions such as arrests, fines, and or civil penalties. There are oftentimes we are seeing clients that do have criminal records who may have had penalties, who may have had prior um, convictions or arrests. That does not mean that just because you have had a past with the criminal justice system that we don't respect your right to self-determination. That would be incredibly problematic. They still have the right to self-determination. So C is out. So now we're here to A and B. Both answers make sense, right? However, one is going to stand out as being stronger answer than the other. We can eliminate B, cause significant disruption or risk to the therapeutic process. That would be problematic, but it does not mean that we do not respect their right to self-determination. Um, so B is going to be out, which leads us to A. We can limit self-determination if we as the clinician feel that their actions pose a serious and imminent risk to self or others according to the social worker's judgment. This is why it says, according to the social worker's judgment, because you need to use your clinical skills and your clinical analysis and clinical reasoning to determine. Here are some examples of when we would not respect right to self-determination. If the client is actively suicidal or homicidal. If the client is um, a safety risk, right? There are some ways that we cannot respect self-determination because we need to understand that safety supersedes that self-determination. So A is the correct answer. If this client is going to pose a risk to themselves or others, we can limit self-determination. So that is an ethics question. Um, and if you ever have to limit self-determination in practice, make sure you're documenting. Document, 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 because if this were to go to a court of law, you would need to be able to justify why you made that decision. So we can limit self-determination if we feel the client is danger to self or to others. 
I hope that you found these questions and breakdowns helpful. If you are looking for more content, you can check out my paid study materials. I have a about 30 hour paid prep course. It works through the different KSAs. There's hundreds of practice questions throughout and it's geared for all learning styles. So if you're interested in that, you can go ahead and check that out at topsocialworktestprep.com. If you have any questions, you may always contact me at my email there. And of course, I wanted to close by just giving some words of motivation wherever you are on the study journey. Um, thank yourself for taking that step and investing in yourself. This test is, is challenging, but you can do this if you put in the work and you take the steps that you need to be able to get across that finish line. So remember, you got this and best of luck on your studying journey. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you.